Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about another big regulatory issue coming up this year, which is called open banking. Uh, if anybody just uh, checked out my recent uh, episode on beneficial ownership information, I hope you will find this uh, episode on open banking uh, just as intriguing. So open banking is another uh, regulatory um rule that's coming down here in uh, 2024. And I'm going to read you, um, you know, with the uh, beneficial ownership information, I had some, I could show you the website from FinCEN and all that kind of stuff here. I, there, there's no websites or really much to, to show. It's just, uh, unfortunately, a lot of things I got to just read to you guys here, but I'll, I'll read this out. So the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, hopefully some people are familiar with that. CFPB is a, is a regulatory organization that operates out, that operates uh, as part of the Federal Reserve Bank, um, were created after the uh, 2008 financial crisis. Um, and so basically the, the, the CFPB is basically trying to, trying to oversee consumer activities, make sure consumers are protected, um, so on and so forth. So the CFPB... Uh, Bureau's open banking proposal, which will give consumers control over how their financial data is shared and enable them to more easily switch banks, drew over, uh, so they, they put this rule out there, and then they have a comment period on the rule. So the, the comment period drew over 11,000 comments expressing both criticism and praise, the American Banker reported. Um, American Banker, for anybody who knows, is probably the biggest uh, banking publication in the in America. Um I would say outside, I would say for, for bankers across the country, outside of the, say the Wall Street Journal, American Banker is probably the second most, most read, most read paper. Um, but mo mo it's, it's an expensive, it's a very expensive paper. So that's why most people don't, don't get it. But, uh, but banks said compliance costs are too high. And FinTech said uh, the plan ignores the benefits of uh, to consumers of sharing personal data with marketeers. Uh, according to the report, the U.S. House Financial Services Committee Chair Patrick McHenry, who is not seeking re-election next year through his support behind the CFPB's plan, the report stated. So, and let's look at a little bit more background here. So this is coming, so the open banking, this is coming out of what's called Section 1033 of the Dodd-Frank Act. Okay, this require this recover this requires covered financial institutions to make available to consumers and authorized third parties certain data related to consumers' transactions and accounts. The CFPB's proposal would require virtually every bank in the country to establish and maintain a developer portal that third-party companies could use to access consumer data with consumer authorization. So, so what does that mean? That means that basically banks would have to open up a portal and they'd have to use what's called APIs. And uh, I could, I could, if people were interested in me getting into a more uh, deep conversation about APIs and and the their pros and cons and all that. Um, that would certainly be something I'd, I would be be willing to look at because it really gets it really delves into cybersecurity and everything. But we'll we'll put that aside for the second. So but so basically banks would have to create this portal using APIs and they would have to give third party companies. That would mean big players. That would mean like PayPal, Block, um, Amazon, Google, um, all of these fintech companies that have basically been salivating, salivating for years to get their hands on your personal information. And I think there has been a, um, how should I say? It? I think, I think there has been a thought process for a long time 
not maybe publicly stated, but I think there's just, I would call it kind of an attitude uh, amongst a lot of the fintech companies. It's kind of like, well, you know, banks are dinosaurs and the people that work at bank are just too stupid to mine and look through this data. So you should just, you know, you should pass it on to people that really know better like us, uh, big fintech, how, you know, we, you know, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll take, you know, you know, you know, you know, uh, Facebook knows better than everybody. You know, Google knows better than everybody. They'll, you know, Microsoft knows better than all these banks at 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 dealing with your data. So we should just let them. You should just let them have it. So, and so, and I, I'm going to point this out to you. So I'm going to read this. So this is from the American FinTech Council, which is the AFC, submitted its response to the to the CFPB proposed rulemaking on personal financial data rights implemented Section 1033 of Dodd Frank Act. While the council applauded. The CFPB's open banking proposal, it identified significant concerns regarding its scope and coverage, limitations for data providers and third parties regarding the acceptable use of consumer data, the framework for establishing and recognizing standard setting bodies as issuers of qualified industry standards for consumer data and reauthorization requirements. AFC further provided specific recommendations to the consumer agency to resolve these issues. CFPB, through its proposed rulemaking, has the opportunity to ensure that the U.S. open banking ecosystem effectively meets its underlying goals of ensuring consumer access to their data and improved competition in the financial services industry, while also continuing to meet the agency's mission as designated under the Dodd-Frank Act, wrote Ian Maloney, Senior Vice President, Head of Policy and Regulatory Affairs at the AFC. Um, the Clearinghouse Association and Bank Policy Institute also submitted responses to the proposed rule, asking the agency to strengthen the protection of sensitive consumer financial data. The industry groups urged the CFPB to extend the requirements related to consumer authorization and permissible use of consumer data to all third parties for all types of data. And so this gets at the thing. So in other words, the, the AFC, they're applauding this, basically saying, oh, yeah, this is great. We absolutely want to do this because we can't wait to get there. We can't wait to get our hands on everybody's banking data. Um, but they're also upset because the CFPB is putting, you know, the, again, they're, they're, they want the the scope and coverage and limitations for data providers. So in other words, the, the CFPB is putting some some rails on this. They're basically saying like, well, listen, we're not going to open up all data or all types of data to you. Uh, we're going to we're going to you know give you access to certain things, you know, and basically the AFC saying, no, 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 no. We don't want any guardrails. We want the whole enchilada. We want we want to get our hands on anything and everything that we could possibly get our hands on related to these uh, related to these consumers. Now. Now, the consumer. So, th again, there there are. There are pros and cons on both sides of this thing. So, and, and I'm and I'm going to take a step back here for a minute to basically talk about um, what's happened in Europe. So, open banking is a thing that has been going on in Europe for a number of years now. Uh, there have been laws that have been passed in Europe that basically says that um, banks are forced in Europe by law to turn over this consumer data to any fintech or or any you know company that wants to try to get access to this information. Now, but here's here's the thing, uh, you know, banks are allowed to charge a fee for this data and they do. So it's become a major revenue source for banks over in Europe because they basically say, OK, you know, company, uh, you know, we'll just say, you know, PayPal comes in. 
and PayPal comes in and says, hey, you know, we want to get, you know, this information, whatever. And the bank has to provide it. But then the bank goes, no problem. Here's our here's our charge for these for, for this ser- providing this service to you, providing this data to you. We get to charge a, a fee for that, you know, to basically cover our our costs of what we have to do in there. And there are significant costs in this. I mean, I mean, banks, like you said, banks have to develop a portal. Um, they have to be able to you know, they're going to have to vet. Uh, to a certain extent, all these companies that come in and want to get and request and want to get access for this information. So, so um, a couple of the things here is that this could become a very nice revenue source for banks. Uh, this could become a way for consumers to share their data or share their information. Um, I disagree with this whole concept of this is a way for consumers to have more control over their information. I don't I don't understand how sharing my information with infinitely more companies and, and more people um, somehow gives me more control over my information. Um, and, you know, there's going to be an opt in, opt out feature of this for people if it does get implemented where, you know, you'll be able to walk into your bank and the bank will say to you, hey, do you want to opt in? Do you want to opt out of this this whole um, open banking data sharing thing. And, you know, in theory, you'll be able to say like, oh, well, I can, I'll opt out of this, you know, Um, in practice, is, is that going to be so, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have to see, we'll have to see how that, that turns out. Um, But I have been saying for years now, and, and again, this is, this is another issue like beneficial ownership information is kind of coming up very quickly and most people don't know about it yet. This, I mean, this is has the effect to this. Has, this is one of those regulations that has the ability to affect every every person in this entire country, because um, every anybody who's got a, a bank account, their their data could now be open to being you know siphoned out and and um, you know and and the thing at the end of the day is like is like you know okay uh, you know you so. Um, Facebook and PayPal and everybody, they get all my personal data and they can see that I go down and go to the grocery store on these days. And I go to, and now they're emailing me, oh, hey, you need to go buy this product. Oh, here, whoever you guys, there's a discount on that product or whatever. Do I really want to be bombarded with all that? Do I, do I really want, um, you know, Facebook to know uh, every, every place I go, everywhere I shop? Um, that is, um, yeah, that's a little creepy to me. I, I, I really don't, I really, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've, I have, uh, I guess, come to the realization that that I, you know, really don't want, um, you know, while these companies can certainly find out a lot of information about me, you know, if you if you're on these different platforms, you have to certainly provide a certain amount of information to get on the platform, to get an account, to get access, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know, but at the same time, it's like I, you know, I don't need these platforms knowing everything there is to know about me. I don't need them knowing every little thing that I do when, when I do it, uh, how much I do it. Um, you know, and then I worry about, see, I, I'm of the frame of mind The when these things come up, the first question I always ask is how can this be abused? Yes, there could be good benefits to it. You could say, oh, well, the consumer could have more control over their data. It'll make it easier for them to switch to another bank. I, I don't really understand how this makes it any de- easier for you to switch to another bank. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me at all um, because every every bank has due diligence that they have to perform on their customers. They got EDD and KYC and CIP. And I could I could throw 100 acronyms at you of things that you know banks have to comply with um, in terms of, uh, you know, onloading any new, any new customer. Um, so I don't see how just because, uh, you know, PayPal, 
or a block has access to all your consumer information through the bank, how that makes it easier for me to switch from bank A to bank B. But, uh, but anyway, um, but I just, I just look at, you know, I always ask that question, you know, how, how can this be abused? How can, how can the consumer have problems with this? Um, it, you know, so it's just something that I think everybody is, you know, consumers are, this is something that they're going to need to think hard and long about and and really give some deep thought to to you know who do i want to have access to my information how do i want my access to be used and how do i want it to be how do i want to have the ability to control it so um and and this is something that's going to become a bigger and bigger issue not just in not just this year but in the next five years next 10 years next 20 years um as our lives become more more data more and more online uh these are just these are very deep issues that we're going to have to think about and dwell about. So um, so right now, I believe the comment period on this is still open. So I would definitely encourage people to go and, you know, you know, check it out, go put some comments out there. Uh, I would also ask, again, just as with the beneficial ownership information, I would encourage you, call your local representative, call your local congressman, congresswoman, and ask them basically, hey, what is this open banking thing? I want you to explain this to me, explain why you think this is a good thing. And uh, why, you know, what's what's the bad side of this? What's the downside of this? What could why why shouldn't I why shouldn't I be interested in, in voting for this? Um, now I'm going to go to the banking perspective for a second. So from the banking perspective, for banks to implement this, it's going to be extremely costly. Um, it's going to take time, and is also going to open up banks to what I believe is a significant amount of cybersecurity. You know. Uh, banks spend so much money and we spend so much time every year worrying about the data that we have in the bank and worrying about, you know, what happens if we have a data breach? You know, what happens if we get hit with some kind of ransomware attack? Um, what happens if all of that data that we have on the consumers and business owners, what happens if that gets out there on the dark web or that gets available to shady uh, criminals, people to use in, 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 in unscrupulous ways? How do we how do we combat that? I mean, that's things that every bank in this country worries about. I can guarantee you there's a lot of board members of banks. There's a lot of bank CEOs. There's a lot of chief information officers that lie awake at night um, fretting, worrying about how am I going to deal with the, you know, how, you know, cybersecurity. That's it. And that's a three sixty five, seven day a week. Um, it never ends. I mean, it's, it's just something you're always concerned about. And I feel like okay, if you're going to open up, you're going to have all these companies coming in, connecting the, you know, the more APIs that gets connected to this portal that the bank's going to have, uh, the more issues, the more, the more, you know, trouble things that could go on. What is the vetting process going to be? How are you going to vet these companies? How much information is going to be required? I mean, right now, um, every bank has to have what's called a vendor management process uh, for managing the vendors. And, 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 you know, you have a whole script large number of questions and things that you have to do before you can enter in with a contract with say a fintech company um so there's just there's a lot that goes on there. there's a lot that goes into this uh for smaller banks across the country i really think this is going to be a major burden because if, if this comes into effect it's going to be a major burden you know you're gonna have to spend a ton of money to create this whole back-end system uh, then you're going to have to vet these companies. Then you're going to have to worry about the cybersecurity end of this. Uh, then you're going to have to create a whole kind of opt-in, opt-out for all of your customers. And then you're going to have to worry about like, well, what it, you know, how how are we treating this with the customers? What are the customers' concerns around this? 
So this is just a, I think this is a really big issue and it's another issue that's kind of coming fast where the, you know, I feel like the regulatory environment is such that they're just, this is just kind of being shoved in. There's not, you know, and, and again, yeah, okay, they have an open comments period, but but again, the reason why I'm making this episode is because how many people know about this? How many people know what open banking is? Can it, can intelligently explain what open banking is? What are the pros? What are the cons of it? What do I have to worry about from this? Um, you know, again, people, I, I think people just don't know. So I hope that people will find this episode informative. I hope they will start to investigate this and we'll start to consider the pros and cons of what's going on with this. Um, again, I, for, I think there's a lot of people out there in what I would call the, um, you know, bank media, uh, and different things that are basically saying like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like they, they love this. They think it's a great thing. They're really pushing for it. I've seen certain companies write very favorable articles about this for the last few years, basically say, oh yeah, open banking's coming. We got to have this. It's got to happen. We need it. We need it. We need it. Um, again, I, I'm not for this. I'm not, I'm not for open banking. I, I don't really like it. Um, I think that that it's not going to give people control over their data. I don't think that people are going to be able to opt in or opt out of this thing as easily as they think they may be able to or, or what will be presented uh, to them at the very beginning. Um, so and I think that it, I think that it has the potential for some real uh, problems in terms of, you know, cybersecurity. Um, companies losing your information, uh, information getting out there, uh, companies abusing information that they get from you. So. Um, so I just, I just think there needs to be a much bigger, uh, deeper conversation on this where, where people are really considering all the ins and outs of this and not just the flowery stuff on top and, and trying to convince people, oh yeah, this is just a great way for you to monitor your data and so on and so forth. So, but anyway, um, I hope you love this episode. Uh, please go check out some of my, my other episodes that I just did. I just posted an, an episode on inflation. I uh, just posted an episode on beneficial ownership information. So please go check those out. Got a lot of uh, other great uh, episodes coming here the rest of January. And I hope people will will just really like and enjoy. So if you if you like this, please make sure to give a like. Uh, always make sure to subscribe. That always helps the channel. Please leave comments below. I love, I love everybody's comments. And I always try to get back to everybody as best I possibly can. And uh, I hope everyone will come back and uh, check in real soon. And uh, see you guys again uh, next week. Thanks.